He's six years old and he's six feet tall. Got a boomerang and golden ball. His grandpa's a wizard and his dad is small. He's Kulk. The kinder giant, kinder giant. When he gets mad, he don't pout, cause he's a barbarian. He'll rage out, he'll punch you to the moon, and that's no doubt. He's Kulk. Welcome, everybody, to the Adventures of Kulk the Kinder Giant, a D&D podcast where we all play Dungeons and Dragons with Calvin, the half-giant six-year-old. Dude, how are you doing today? Goodie. <laughs> are you ready to go on an adventure? Yes, So to just get through it real quick, uh, Kyle Moore is his father, who's a halfling bard. That's right. I'm his buddy Chris. I'm uh, I'm Grandpa Stormbeard, who's his grandfather, right. and a all powerful wizard until I lost my my spellbook. <laughs> and I'll be your dungeon master. My name's Ivan Van Norman. I have to tell you, I'm super excited to play with you guys. Kinder Giant. Now, before we get into our adventure, let's go back five years. There's a storm. We see a ship rocking back and forth in the rain. On the ship is a band of halflings. This is Chimera, an up-and-coming musical act that has brought a thunderous new sound to the realms thanks to the band's lead guitarist and his magical lute that is rumored to harness lightning itself. Now this voyage was meant to be a joyous one, Chimera's first realm-wide tour. But as the waves grow stronger and the thunder grows louder, the band and their families begin to fear for the worst. At the bow of the ship stands Kipple, a stout and shaggy leader of the band equipped with his magical lute which he has been using to catch stray lightning bolts when they get too close to the ship. Ah! Now a strong and graceful shadow appeared over the shoulders of Kipple. It's a woman, and she stands about eight feet tall and literal light emits from her skin. This is Stina, a half-giant light mage and the love of Kipple's life. Perhaps the only thing to rival his admiration for this woman is his love for the one she holds, their son. I'm sorry, Stina. But Stina smiles and Kipple knows what she's about to say. But before she can say anything, lightning strikes the mast of their ship. He missed it. He could have caught it with his loot. At least, that's what he's been telling himself for the last five years. Miraculously, all but one made it to the shore that fateful evening. All but Stina. But fret not, my friends, for Stina's fate has yet to be sealed, and Kipple and his son Kulk are about to discover for themselves what may have become of her fate yet. Now he watches Kulk, known in these parts as the Kinder Giant, swings his giant maul around the front yard of a quaint cottage on the outskirts of a small village. The six-foot-tall, six-year-old inherited his mother's eyes, sighs, and her adventurous spirit. Though their son is young, very young, Kipple has chosen to honor what he believes Kulk's mother would wish for her son, and allows the lad to go on the occasional quest, as long as it's not a school night and Kipple can chaperone with some of his healing spells. This particular cottage doesn't actually belong to the father and son. This cottage belongs to a cranky old wizard who just so happens to be Kulk's grandfather. The non-giant side of Stina's family is known throughout the realm for their powerful magic. However, Grandpa Stormbeard lost most of his powerful spells when one of his grandchildren insisted he transfer them over to one of their new corn-fangled eye spell books. 
On a closer look, we actually see that Kulk isn't just playing, he's training. And thus, this is where our adventure begins. Well, uh, I think uh, Grandpa Thunderbeard's cottage at this point is probably where you're all at on a, on a beautiful summer afternoon. And while Kulk's out there practicing with his two-handed maul, yeah, smashing things. Destroying trees is what he's, he's doing. He's is destroying trees. He's maybe planting some new ones. By... He actually built himself a, a little treehouse, which is bigger <gasps> than the cottage. Really? Coke, what's in your treehouse? All my weapons. All your weapons? What kind of weapons do you have hidden up inside of the treehouse? All of them. All of them? What's one of them that could be super Tor fun? Well, torch. A torch? That's yeah. awesome. So you don't accidentally ever burn down your treehouse by keeping the torch there, have you? No. What are some things you like to do in your treehouse, Kulk? I like to throw my boomerang. You like to throw your boomerang from the porch of your of your treehouse? And eat snacks. And eat snacks? Yeah, I how I built my treehouse because I have a shovel. Yeah, oh, you built the treehouse because you have a shovel? Yeah. You dug the hole so that you could you could get the tree in, and then the tree grew into a treehouse? It's yeah. a treehouse tree. Grandpa Thunderbeard helped use that with some of his magic. Well, it wasn't a big deal. <laughs> For those at home, uh, to, to help the six-year-old play, I have written all of his items that he started with on small cards, and that's what he has in front of him. And just to go over it again with everyone so that we can all understand just what Kulk has in this circumstance, he has his javelin and his maul, as he described earlier. He apparently also has a shovel that I see here as yeah. well, too, which is what we referred to I feel like Grandpa Thunderbeard has been helping him train by creating illusionary monsters for him to fight in the backyard. Oh my gosh! That is amazing. Hey, Cook, you, you want to see Daddy make his guitar light up? Uh, no thanks. So as, uh, as Kippy is sitting here dejected, you do start to hear the sounds of hoofs as a galloping horse seems to be coming down the roadway leading to your cottage. I think this is my package I ordered. <sighs> Grandpa's taking a nap. Got he's, it. He's napping on the porch. Coke, wake up your grandpa. What's what what is it, boy? Oh, there's 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 a traveler coming. You, it must be your package. As you watch as this uh, traveler comes close, you do distinctly see that it is it is a brown horse that seems to have a black stripe laying across its rump, and it does have a zooming arrow, which is the all-encompassing creed of the local town's postal delivery system. It's, it's my package! Yeah. Yeah. As you kind of walk in, you see that there's a very uh, tired, bored-looking individual that's laid out on the back, and you kind of see as they come up with, and their saddlebags are, are tightly knit to the side of the horse, so it's not moving too much. And you see as he kind of takes his wide brim hat, and he lays it down, uh, puts it onto his chest, and goes, um, a letter for Mr. Kulk. Uh, it's, a, it's a letter for Kulk? Yeah, I have... I have a coke here that I'm here. You don't have um, a little box for Kipple corn fed? Mm, one second, sir. Kind of looks through his saddlebags and digs through and goes, No, no, just this letter today for Mr. Kulk. Is he here or not? I have a lot uh, of other trips yeah, to make. Yeah, look like, hey, Kulk, uh, this guy has a letter for you. All right, so Kulk, as you grab the letter, you look into it and you stare at it and realize you can't read. Uh, do you want me to read that for you, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Kipple, as you grab a hold of the letter, you see that it contains two sentences. 
and it simply says, Stina is alive. Come to Trundletown. Find the inn which bears the emblem of the Lord of the Arctic Wastes. Okay, uh, let me read that again. <laughs> Arctic Wastes. Arctic. Trundletown. Trundletown. St- Stina? Stina, yes. She's and... alive. Coke, your mom's alive. Yay! Oh, shit. I don't know. You have school tomorrow. Should we go? There's maybe? no time to waste. Yeah, you've taken him out of school like 12 times this month. Right? I'm getting letters. I can teach him better than anyone at that school can. They're a bunch of dolts. I'm the greatest wizard that ever lived. You're not the one that has to get the eyes, all right, from the other moms when you have taken him out of school to go do his little adventures with you. Kulk, you're in charge. Let's get going. So I'm going to bring a rope. A rope. Smart. I'm going to bring a shovel. And a shovel. Two very, very useful items on such a road trip as this. We can dig and climb. (laughs) Yes, Stina lives. So our heroes waste no time gathering their gear and taking the path to adventure. However, Trundletown is a long journey and filled with peril. Hulk was excited to get on the road, but his father knew it wise to stop at the nearby village and purchase some steeds to help them cross the hundreds of miles north. Well, are we going to go into uh, Brimblestock and yes. go grab a few items before embarking on this journey, this greatest Coco, adventure? We, we have a little money on this adventure. What's something that you would really like? Do you want like a do you want a better weapon or maybe some armor or a toy? Mm, no, a toy. A toy. All right. All right. Well. Get him to something on uh, for the travel. I mean, a hundred miles. I yeah, mean, you're do gonna, they sell iPads? Because <laughs> I mean, he's. To be fair, there are probably small small scrolls of illusion which have a repeat function that you can just put. But it's the same song <laughs> is the thing over and over again. Do they yeah. have one where I hear it's, it's bad to give them too much scroll time? <laughs> He likes watching the scroll of other people watching scrolls. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, right? yes. <laughs> Coming into Brimblestock, it's a, a simple town. It's got one thoroughfare. It's only it's got a general store in addition to its inn and a livery and a couple of other uh, basic items. It is it is a it is a town in which people are usually woodcutters or tradesmen or they're going through in order to get to a much larger town. So. And as you're walking in, you see a lot of people who are waving to you, Kulk, as you kind of come down to the thoroughfare. They recognize you. They know the legendary Kulk as they come in. And they'll wave and be like, hi, Kulk. Hey, man. Hi. There's a local uh, toy maker that actually makes uh, uh, Kulk action figures. Kulk is out and you want some of that? You want a Kulk doll for your trip? Yeah. All right, so you grab and toss a toss a copper piece out, so that Kulk you're now carrying a tiny Kulk action figure. Um, it's made of. Is that him? That's great. Yeah, he's got a lot of muscles. It's pretty well made. Yeah. There is a blacksmith livery that's right as you go north through the town. You've known the owner of the livery before. He's run into it. His name is Wilson. Okay. All right. And Wilson is... Always in, peeking right over a fence. Yeah. He's kind of there, and in fact, you kind of see him over the stable. Yeah, just a little, just the top of his the, face. Just the top of his face. You just see his eyes and his hat. Hey, Wilson. Oh, hey, hey, Kipple. And trouble with the family again. Oh, really? Yeah, What's I going really on? Yeah, I really use some advice. Oh, man. Uh, well, you know, Kipple, as they say, 
Every relationship requires strong communication. So, uh, why don't you tell me what's going on? Well, we just found out that, uh, remember I tell you how my, uh, wife fell off a boat? Yeah, it's a real tragedy. She's alive! What? Yeah, so me and the, the kid, you know, the giant? Yeah, no, I mean, we have, we all know Kolkati's getting big. Yeah, he's getting real big. We're, we're heading out to go find her, and, uh, Grandpa Wizard's coming with us. Uh, I think I know where this is going. What? It sounds like you're in the need of some strong, thoroughbred horses. Yeah, that's right. We need some horses. Maybe some armor for Kulk. I know he doesn't says he doesn't need it, but as a dad, I'd like to maybe throw a helmet on him or something. Okay, yeah, you just want to make sure. Hey, you know, safety's important, right? Well, so. you know, if you're going to throw your kid on the front lines of battle, you should put a little protection on them. It's what I always say. Anyway, Wilson, we're looking for some horses and uh, some armor for the kid, if, if you can. All right, well, I think, I, I think I've got something for you. I've got a couple of ponies, as well as a strong, sturdy Clydesdale that you could probably put Kulk onto. And, uh, you know, I've been holding on to this for a long time, but... Uh, if you're going to be gone for a long time, Kipple and Kulk, and I want you to have this. He kind of pulls out a long kind of leather cap. It's got a bit of a, a sunshade on the front of it, and it's got a bear on it. A big bear face that's over this leather cap. I got this ages ago when I first went out, and, and you know, I just don't adventure at all like I used to, but Kulk... I want you to have this, and, and I hope you find your mom, okay? You want that bear helmet, buddy? Yeah. So you have your little bear cap. Hey, Coke, you look sick in that bear cap. You do. I have to admit, I, I'm getting actually pretty excited about this journey. To save your wife. Right. Yeah. No, I'm getting... Yeah. I, I, I think we're all pretty excited. I mean, I've always been excited about the outcome. I'm now getting excited about the climb. You know what I like? He was talking about good communication. I feel like we're all kind of on the same page here. Yeah, yeah. It's, communication in relationships is really important. So, uh, Kipple, go find your wife, man. All right, I hop on uh, one of the, the donkeys. Coke, you, you can take the big horse. Okay. Coke, what color is your horse? Black. Oh, black horse. Do you want to name him? Horse. The black horse named horse. Yeah. The Dread Black Horse named Horse. All right. The Dread Black it's Horse. Coke horse. and Horse. <laughs> and you'll see him wearing a bearskin cap and riding atop Horse. Horse. <laughs> so, Colt, this, this next part's really important, dude. Okay? We have an opportunity here to go north, south, east, or west. Do you remember which way Trundle Town is? I'm gonna go to west. We're gonna go west. The letter said north, right? To Trundle Town? Yeah, well, it's, it's up to Kulk, really. I trust him more than you. Right, so, so Kulk, do you wanna go north, south, east, or west? West. And before Kipple could pull out the map and once again double check on their path, Kulk was bound away towards the west. This is usually how their quest went, and Kipple has learned that sometimes best just to follow Kulk's lead, and that resisting usually leads to more trouble than it's worth. I don't know how you folks at home handle temper tantrums, but it's a hair different when the six-year-old is a barbarian on the path of frenzy and is known to spin into fits of powerful raging. A spirited child, to be sure. So you guys head west out of Brimblestock. Off to save mom. Off to save your mother. And you begin this dread 
quest west, which takes you not instead of the town, straight through north, which is where the road goes, but instead straight into the darkened forest where the woodcutters go and where a lot of famed monsters and terrible things lurk. Um, hey, Cloak Bunny, I, 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 are you sure we should be going into this creepy woods? Yes. I knew it was here. I pull out my metal lute, and I strum it, and from it light emits, and I cast the cantrip light. Great. So as your uh, as your steel lute begins to have this luminescent glow, it does penetrate the uh, darkness that's around you, which is, which is cause, even though it's still early in the morning, the atrium is so dark and cold. It's so shadowy that you can't see much more than just what's in front of you because of your dad's lighted loot. So, uh, Grandpa realizing that maybe he shouldn't have gone along with his West plan <laughs> <laughs> calls upon his familiar, which... Uh, Ooh, what's your familiar? I think I'm going to go with a duck. Oh, a duck? <laughs> Great. Is it like a, a woodcock? Uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, don't, know, the, don't know the difference. <laughs> the Do you yeah. know what a familiar is, Cal? No. It's like a magical creature that the wizards bring. It's like his little magic it's pet. A, it's a wizard friend. Yeah. 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 What, what What should my duck be called? Duck master. Duck master. Duck yes. master. Yeah. I call upon duck master. <laughs> and he kind of watches this tiny little yeah. speckled duck walks out of yeah. some, some blue portal somewhere. <laughs> Oh, great and noble Duckmaster, thank you for gracing us with your presence. May I ask of you a favor? Can you fly up and just see what's out there and around us? He kind of hops um, onto making his little waddle, and then he flaps his arms and just kind of lifts himself up. He slaps into a branch for a moment, loses a bit of his uh, trajectory. And Don't worry, Cole, he always does this at first. And it kind of goes up into the trees, and from the top you can hear a muffled, And you kind of hear again as just leaves just part and as like a small bit of, of the atrium from the top kind of floats down and the duck just whack, it just slams into the dirt. What'd you see, Duckmaster? You know that that truthfully means that there's a lot of forest out there. Just as I suspected, if we keep going this way, there's more forest around us. Coke, what's the plan, dude? Keep going. We keep going west. All right. Eventually, a small clearing comes into place, and you can see a tiny, tiny little um, campfire that's laid out, and there's an old man who seems to be sitting next to it. He seems to be roasting something on a stick at the moment. Hello there. <laughs> oh, hello. Oh, whoa. Is that Coke? Yes. How do you know about Coke? Coke's a legend in these parts. Coke, oh, this is perfect timing. You're just the man I was hoping to see. Want some juice? Oh, I would love some juice. I'm so parched. Thank you so much. Oh, it's very good. We've talked about sharing your juice with strangers, but... What brings you out here, old timer? Oh, well, you see, me and a certain group of my friends were prospecting up in these mountains not far from here. We found something special out there. An ore vein of, of gold. 
we learned was some nasty creatures who chased me and my friends out from that gold mine. I'm too scared to go back in, Kulk. They were something fierce and mighty, and I could use a brave warrior. Kind of on a quest ourselves, but Kulk, it's, it's up to you. Some gold would help us on our quest. Yes, go it. We're gonna go for it, Kulk? Yeah, well, let's have some terms here, old stranger. If we help you clear out uh, whatever's bothering that mine, we get a cut? 5%. You get 5%? No, you get 5%. He wants to give us 5% out of 100%. No, he wants to give us 50%. 50! <laughs> he kind of coughs it. 50%? You drive a hard bargain, man, but fine. 50% it is. It's better than 50% of nothing, I guess. That's right. Hey, good intimidation. Coffee didn't even have to roll. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and so we. Up on our mules and our horse, and we head towards the gold mines. The sun is setting on our hero's first day of travel as they approach an abandoned gold mine and what some locals have claimed to be filled to the brim with creatures of darkness. Hoping to thwart the evil within and bankroll their journey north with their share of the spoils, our heroes venture towards the dark entrance of the mine. As always, thanks to Campfire Media, thanks to Michael Patrick Davis for our theme song, and a big ups to our audio producer, DJ Josh Radden. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kinder Giant Show, and please, please, please subscribe and comment on iTunes. With your help, we can get a second season going soon. Would you like that, Cal? Yeah. You don't sound very excited. Yeah! He's Kulk. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with grills for hands, or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot, Bigfoot Collectors, Collectors Club, you're, you're here to, to believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.